The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. But uh, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. All about the bass. And I know you thought it said face. Now we can't do that. We have to be socially just. Kathy Cooper is way over there. Good morning. In the studio. Luckily, it's a big studio because we have some studios that are too small to do this right but if we had a small studio we wouldn't have room for all the food well there's that and you'd have to go out in the hallway <laughs> and we'd spread out yikes 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 kathy cooper my uh, was my last zoom cooley region cooks and my first back in person cooley region cooks and i so appreciate you being flexible two weeks in a row that's awesome Oh, I love. And you went here. crazy. What did you did you stop someplace and pick this up, or did you oh, actually? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know I know better than that. What did you bring? It smells awesome. Well, you know, we talked about Valentine's Day for dummies, or you know, <laughs> inept. Any, yeah, anybody who wants <laughs> to be able to celebrate inept. a second. There yeah. we go. Exactly. So we started with breakfast, and we went all the way through. Really, you've got we Valentine's did. Day treats for every all meal. Day. Wow. All day. I'm going to have to take the day off just so I can eat all day. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, well, first of all, I guess we should, I should pretend I didn't talk to you last week and say stuff like, hi, how are you? How's it going? Wonderful, Mike. How's everything over at the, the seminary? Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are, do you have, I know, I know, don't mean this to be rude, but uh, is it, are you the only woman? I mean, I know I said oh, the boys, no. how yeah. are the boys <laughs> priests, but do you, are there nuns and other? We you know? have office personnel, you know, across the board. And when you say boys, my boys, we have a house, uh, a center that we have men discerning and they're men already with college degrees that are kind of coming back looking at entering the seminary. Ah. So we have 11 there right now. They are just a joy to have. And then we have a resident priest, and then we have our office personnel, and of course I have the bishop too. So we have three separate buildings that we care for. Okay, and they But no, I'm not the only woman, but I am with a lot of men. Right, it, you and a couple of women, mostly men because priests are these days still have to be only men. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just checking, just yeah. checking. So will you be in favor of the first woman Catholic priest when it happens someday? Um, if it happens, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's so controversial, Mike. Is it? Oh, I don't want to dive in. If it's, yeah, no. I just thought, yeah, sure, or no, I don't know. Yeah. Or it, haven't thought about it. It's so, not really just because all denominations are having a hard time People think, you know, there's no priest because they can't get married. And I know there's all the controversy of, you know, about the Bible and, you know, deciphering sure. the Bible and who Mary Magdalene actually was and things. But I'm, I, I still believe that a priest marries into the church. Yeah, you marry the church and that's it. And that's, I, that's it. I that's get it. why. And this is I'm, this is wonderful how far they've gone as far as the discernment part of it, as far as, um, you know, all the psychological testing and 
everything that goes into the vocation itself. Yeah. And that's why, again, we have men that are much later in life that are coming into the seminary. Oh, is that that's unusual to have college graduates? No. When I'm saying oh. much later in life, I'm talking had lived a career already. Oh, oh later, later. Later. Like, oh, not quite my age, maybe, well, <laughs> but you you're know. not going to hear me making any cracks more, about your age. <laughs> more, Forget it. More on that other end. So, you know, that's yeah. that put me on the spot right away this yeah, morning. Yikes. Mike, I bring you all this wonderful you did, food. No, but it, but it was awesome. <laughs> I knew you'd answer. That's why I asked. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you'd have to circle back and tell me an answer later some other time. Oh, no. So, no, I'm glad. So. Uh, you bought breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Valentine's Day. For Valentine's Day. Day. That's awesome. I did. I did. We start with baked oatmeal, okay. which is a favorite at the diocese. Is it? So every Friday, of course, not for the last year, but we have mass and then we have breakfast for all the staff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for the last year, of course, that's all canceled. This is everybody's favorite. Well, the staff is still there. You but just we no they, because of COVID. We are you can't spread very, them out. And... Right, we're very um, limited on staff. Everybody's working from home that can. Oh, oh so our okay. offices are are closed, but we're adapting into a new sure. normal. So, but if you call someone, answers they just might not be in the office. They might they still, may, exactly might be at home. So I get it. Email I get it. if you need to contact somebody because okay. it's easier. But um, we all have our calls forwarded and sure, that also sure all right so you can't make breakfast for everybody that's too bad i know and, and I that's our really... you know kind of our get together yeah. session every week so how much we better is done. how much better is baked oatmeal than uh, oatmeal with a little water in the microwave okay. two minutes stir it two more minutes eat how much better is oatmeal cake than oatmeal i have never had oatmeal cake oh get out i am really old and i have never in my life that I'm aware of, unless someone said, here, eat this, and I didn't know what it was. I do not recall ever having a bite or a slice of oh. oatmeal cake. Well, try this. It's similar. Oh, you brought some oatmeal cake? No, I oh. brought oh, baked, baked oatmeal. Oh, it's the similar. Said, okay, similar. 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 There we got, go. Got it, got it. Okay, I will try that. Good. It's good? And, of course, in my typical, I don't have all my recipes, but I do in my head. Hang on. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll post your head on the website later. Okay. Everybody can poke you. Okay. Thanks a lot for that. Um, do you want to start with the recipe right away? Or Absolutely. Do we sure. We've to well, talk about everything no. I said. I'll say away. We already talked about all that other stuff: your work life, your home life, your yeah. seminary life. I'd say my and, social life, but there isn't one yeah. because we all have COVID. Right. You can't <laughs> even have social life at work, and you've got all those people to spend time with that you can't. That's that's a bummer. And we is. need to hurry up and get over this. I know. Fingers right. crossed. Lots of prayers and vaccines. So, yeah, you know. it'll all help. Whatever anyway, it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Exactly. But in the meantime, we wear our masks. We wash, do what you wash our do. hands. Absolutely. Keep distance. Air hugs and air kisses. Zoom. Uh, you know how I feel about all that. But that's what we do. Right. That's what we do. Yep. Okay, my dear. So let's start with the baked oatmeal. We are going to mix together one and a half cups of milk, two eggs, one half cup of dark brown sugar, one quarter cup of melted butter, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, one and a half teaspoons of vanilla extract, one teaspoon of cinnamon, a quarter teaspoon of salt. Do not go skimpy on any of them. You really okay. want the cinnamon, the vanilla, you want all of it. Uh, 
stir it all together. Then you're going to take three cups of whole oats, not steel cut, but like the five-minute oats. Oh, okay. Quick okay. oats? Butter, butter a small, like a eight-by-eight, nine-by-nine pan. Butter it generously. Okay. Okay. Then add the oats to the wet ingredients. Pour it in your baking dish. Add blueberries, whatever you want to it, apples, you know, make it however you like. You can do walnuts and apples or blueberries and pecans and oh, coconut or whatever. Yeah. And strawberries and bananas, that's one of my Oh yeah. But I oh, do yeah. strawberries and bananas on top after it's out of the microwave. Oh, or microwave rather of course. oven. <laughs> out of the oven. Yeah. So I said microwave, ladies and gentlemen. She's not cheating. There we I go. did. There we go. He confuses me. I know, I'm sorry. I'll be quiet now. So and then all you're gonna do is throw it in the oven, bake it for about 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, serve it with warm milk. And then if you want bananas, strawberries, chocolate chips, Stuff whatever. Top, sure. Oh, yeah. Do maple whole... syrup. You ever do that? Well, you can use maple syrup and honey instead of the brown sugar. Oh. Yeah. But it's so sweet. You don't need any topping on it. Really? Okay. Really? Well, I'm going to have some. Go ahead and try it. <laughs> Not right now because I still have to talk. But as okay, soon as you I do that. This one minutes has in blueberries row. in it. So. Oh, yum. And do you make that en masse? You make that eight by eight at a time? When oh, you... we do big chafing dishes. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. We'll do, you know, easily 12 cups in a pan and all the other. I'm curious. I, I learned this yesterday because I know you do a lot of cooking slash baking. Uh, I have a friend who has a potato intolerance and learned mm. that almost everything has potato, potato or essence of yep. any enriched flour has the thiamine and the riboflavin and all the different things that are potato derivatives. I had no idea. One yeah. of the other things that's a derivative, iodized salt. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't either. But when I asked my friend Jennifer over at uh, Great Harvest, who knows more about baking bread mm. than anybody I know in the universe, I said, you know, so what, it says salt. What kind of salt? Oh, it's, it's all iodized salt. Oh, how come? Or do you have any that's not made with iodized salt? No, because if you used kosher salt or sea salt it won't rise not really? the same way that's what i said i said really <laughs> what does iodized salt have to do with its ability to rise it activate the yeast and so forth a little different but in sourdough which of course doesn't have any yeast it also has half the salt because it doesn't need the salt isn't necessary to help activate the uh, yeast the rising the rising yeah so iodized salt in any baked product that starts out small and gets big Really? I learned that. Interesting. I, that's what I thought. I learned that I yesterday. I love learning new things yeah. like that. Because we talked about iodized salt last week. I know. I, I, so I, I just learned something new yesterday, and I wanted to share. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, thank you. Because we learn. do deal with people with a lot of different, you know, food allergies, intolerances to certain foods. So. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was is sad, because now you can't have anything that's got enriched flour. Right. Which... Covers it's, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I have one son and his fiance were doing the whole 30. Actually, four of them together were trying it, two of our sons and two of our soon-to-be daughter-in-laws. And two out of the four hung in there through the whole thing. 30 days of 30 days. twigs and sticks, yeah. Yeah. And he was home, and we're always cooking a lot, you know, when they're home. And we couldn't, you know, he had his own thing. We, you know, I oven roasted all these vegetables, and, you know, he had certain meats. And some of the things he was eating and drinking to me were a little peculiar. So Yeah, well, there's— <laughs> But there's... I mean, like spaghetti squash that can have things like that. That's great. Well, and, and 
and uh, this friend of mine is looking at uh, fruit. You can't well, you can't eat fruit and sugar. So for a dessert after dinner, you can't have a piece of OMG dark chocolate and a glass of port because port is wine made with grapes. Yes. This is chocolate. It's got sugar. You can't have them together. One or the other. Really? One or the other? Yikes. <laughs> you know, why don't you just walk around with one shoe? Oh, <laughs> you mean one or the other? You gotta have, it's a pair. You got to have a, both. Absolutely. You know, like one of Bernie's mittens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need both. Yeah. You got to. There's just, and, and uh, the various fruits. Tomato is a fruit. I know you knew that. Tomatoes, melons, pineapples. All the other fruits have something else in them. Strawberries and blueberries and all the rest of those fruits. Ah, that's not on the list. This hippie doctor, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's working. Yeah. So we're diving in, kind of like uh, your uh, your uh, sons and almost daughter-in-laws who dive into the 30 diet. We did keto for a little while, and, right. and I lost 11 pounds right away, and that was it. And did and then, you keep it up? No, because uh, no, no. Well, I also didn't stay with keto because, A, it's really wacky. I don't care who you are. If you're eating a regular diet and eat less and then switch over to keto, man, there is a ton of stuff that you can't eat and a ton of stuff that you have to make with certain really expensive ingredients. Right. And I'm not, you know, I'm not wealthy enough to eat keto and lose all that. And I, I did it for, I don't know, a month or six weeks mm-hmm. and I didn't lose any additional weight and it was costing me money. So I stopped doing it. Right. Well, I know people that have you know, toyed with different diets, and then mm-hmm. Atkins was a big one. Um, I know some people that went gluten-free, even though they didn't have an intolerance. They thought it would be better for them losing weight, things like that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they were eating, like, tortilla chips, potato chips, yeah. you know, all of those things, right. which defeated the whole the, purpose. The whole gluten-free so. thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That Gluten-free is not uh, a good diet for people who are also trying to stay away from the potato uh, issues uh, because gluten-free has all those other things, riboflavin and niacin right. and all that stuff in it, yeah. which is the other end of your badness. You can't well, exactly. You know, you have to read all those additives or, you know, the starch, like shredded cheese. People just think it's cheese. Well, no, it has to maintain its strands, you know. Shreddedness. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, have a good, I have a good friend who worked for a while uh, with a, a, a company in town that sells shredded cheese and I learned from her, you know why it stays not clumpy? No, because they coat it with paper. Really? Yeah. Well, look sawdust. At the in- you hear yeah. sawdust because well, it's a paper. Pr- yeah. It's a paper product. And you can read the back, the ingredients. And cellulose. Oh, paper. Oh, it's a real thin coating. But that's what keeps shredded cheese from getting clumpy. Cellulose. That's what I'm, I have like on my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I just scrape that <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah it's just, uh, I'm, I'm not... Uh, so I don't uh, – well, I didn't like it in the beginning because I thought it was dry. Right. Shred, you know, already shredded cheese seems dry to me. I want to shred my own and then use it right away. Well, good for you. I do such huge quantities. Yeah, that, yeah, you're cooking you in know. the kitchen. No, no, I, that's a totally different story. Right. If I was feeding 100 people, I would do it differently. Well, it depends, though. Sometimes what we'll do is we'll freeze the cheese slightly, throw it in the food processor. Ah, well, that you works know. too. Sure, sure. But it has to be ice, ice cold, not frozen quite, but, you know, on that verge. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a, you know, mucky mess. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that either. All right, got a little business to take care of, and we will come back. Cooley Region Cooking in-house with Kathy Cooper. 
Thank you, Natalie. What do you want to do next? What's next on your li- or, uh, I muscles? Think, I think, should we teach people how to do muscles and really yeah. good garlic Muscles. Ooh, oh, and garlic bread. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then remind me, we have to address, we got a phone call with a uh, from a listener who wanted us peanut to brittle. share a peanut butter brittle. Uh, recipe. Peanut brittle. Right, my mm-hmm. tongue. I talk for a living, can you tell? Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> we are Cooley Region Cooking. Kind of, sort of. Anyway, the kitchen isn't open. The studio is open. Kathy Cooper is my guest on Cooley Region Cooks today and brought breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Valentine's Day. So baked uh, baked oatmeal. Baked oatmeal for breakfast. Off. Awesome. Delish. I got to wait a couple of hours. Go for a big, long walk. What's for lunch? Oh, yeah. We can do a big, long walk. Well, you can do a million things. I brought, instead of lunch, since you're having a heavy kind of breakfast, oh, okay. we're doing <laughs> mussels and garlic toast. Ooh. So that could be a little mid mid well, afternoon cocktail thing. hour too. Sure, sure. Or we can also do a real simple pasta that I brought with also. Oh. So let's do the pasta. Okay. okay. You betcha. I'm good so, with that. So all you're going to do is take one small jar of roasted red peppers. Okay. One cup. That's eight ounces. Again, people cups. <laughs> it's kind of peculiar what people think a cup is, but one cup of heavy whipping cream depending on how spicy you like it you're going to start with one teaspoon of cajun spice now one time at the diocese one of my dear ladies made it for our residents and accidentally used cayenne pepper Uh uh-huh yeah could not (laughs) need it she was like oh this recipe is the worst thing ever i said well because you didn't read it correctly um and all you're going to do is you're going to puree together your pepper your spice and your heavy cream and add a little bit of salt to that while your pasta is cooking and i use fettuccine for this heavily salted water you're going to do it al dente about 10 minutes Take the hot pasta right out of the water, toss it with that creamy, creamy, creamy sauce. Mm. And again, I throw it in a food processor blender. So the sauce, not the, the sauce, pasta. the sauce. So it turns, thank you, Mike, a beautiful <laughs> pink color. Somebody would do that. And that's why we did that because it's kind of a Valentine looking color. Oh, sure. So, and then you can top it with, if you have some chicken, especially if you have like one chicken breast you've left oh. over from the night before off the grill, some kielbasa, toss it with a little, you know, cut up green onions on top, best right, lunch Right, you can ever. take that Cajun, you can take it oh, French. Yeah. And Man, you can go all kinds of different ways. Absolutely. Smoked pork chop that's left over from yesterday. Oh my gosh, shrimp. You know, shrimp. you have oh. some Cajun Ooh. shrimp over the top. I never have of... leftover shrimp. Well, that. I got a plan like ahead for that. Leftover wine, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> it absolutely go Cajun with it, especially because it's Valentine's Day. What is it? Sunday, and then it's Mardi Gras because oh. Ash Wednesday's already that Wednesday. Wow. So I know I was. You better hurry to up and do it. Valentine's, am I doing, you know, Mardi Gras? But... Yeah. Awesome. So do it's you... a great lunch. You make your own pasta very often? Never. Never? Never. Never? I, very often, rarely. My daughter makes gnocchi a lot. But, oh. You know. my, my son Andrew made gnocchi one, one day when I came home and the place was there. We have a Did granite I... island, so that was just flour was everywhere. What are you doing? Making gnocchi. Really? They look like little golf ball bombs. What are, they look like napkin balls that Grandpa used to make. 
Yeah, they're a little bit bigger than they're supposed to be, but (laughs) I haven't quite figured out how to make them really cute and small like that without just making a mess. So they were bigger than they were supposed to be. So they were more like dumplings. Kind of, yeah. They were tiny dumplings or huge gnocchis. (laughs) They were delicious. Bottom line is delicious. (laughs) Well, and we we transferred a lot of that uh, flour into making noodles, and I don't have a, a noodle machine. It was handmade, homemade, Ooh. completely by me. And I saw online a tip from somebody who also didn't have the tools, said, use a rolling pin with a fat rubber band on each end. Yes, absolutely. And just roll it out to that thickness. I thought, that's great. I got big, fat rubber bands. I've at heard the, that, too. At the time, Andrew was working at uh, at the waterfront, so he'd bring rubber bands home from some of the Produce. vegetables. Yeah, 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 the stuff. And so a couple of big purple rubber bands mm-hmm. Roll out the the pasta, so now it's all the same thickness, which was always an issue for me. Awesome. Now how are we going to cut it? Pizza cutter was another suggestion I saw online. Use a pizza cutter as long as you don't mind that the noodles aren't all exactly the same shape. Because as soon as you cook them, the fat part gets really fat and the skinny part gets stays skinny. So the noodles were not really attractive. What kind of pizza cutter do you have? Round, round, and it didn't stay. No, you got to do it yourself. You have a giant right, tray of, right. of, of pasta uh, on the on the on your cutting board. Now you just have to go down 18 inches. My my cookie sheets are pretty good size. Now 18 inches, then back up here and down. But it has to be exactly the same, quarter inch or half an inch, whatever thickness your pasta. And if somebody says, "Hey, Mike," and you go like this, oh, oh I or or you hiccup or you know anything. There is, it's really difficult, and I defy, I don't defy anybody because I'm sure somebody out there is good at it. I defy most people with a pizza cutter to even, not even cut, go on a piece of paper and make 10 lines, 8 by 10 on a piece of paper, make 10 pretend paper noodles that are all the same size. I have a suggestion. Uh-huh, please. A ruler. The good old cheap, cheap little plastic, like plastic rulers. Ruler? Just set it down. Make your oh, cut. then, so then cut down, along make that. Your cut. I would have to use a skinny ruler because then my pasta is this wide. Well, no, you just keep moving it over whatever degree. You oh, want. okay, not on either side. Okay, right. All right. You, you could it. do it on either either I, side. Then what is a a pappardella or the nice thick fat that you just do with a good <laughs> marinara sauce? Some, if they had that at my house, they'd look at me and laugh. What? I heard you talking with Cooper. You used a ruler to make these, didn't you? That's why they're all <laughs> these they're big, perfect, fat noodles. They're, they're perfect. They're just the wrong yeah, size. Yeah, but you want them. You want them looked like they were handmade. Oh, yeah. Mine so... definitely looked handmade. <laughs> there you There's go. no Barilla family member who looked at those noodles and said, I think we should do them like that. No, no. All right, little business. We'll be right back. Or not. You don't know where. <laughs> we have to get to these recipes because I have a lot. <clears throat> okay. We, we're going to talk about... Two minutes, we'll be right back. <laughs> there will be no vampires at our house. Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> My house, your house, Gene's house, Puck was here, Ken Cooper's been back twice. There are a few people that will be vampire-free for days and days and days. There you are. Based on the amount of uh, garlic toast. So, uh, well, before we dive into a recipe, we have to address the peanut brittle question. Yes. Do you make your own? I do. And it's quite easy. Again, you need the candy thermometer. Some people, after years, can watch it. And I know just, you know, after this boil, you pour it in the pan. Um, 
I'm I need my recipe in front of me. You don't have it memorized. Yep. And I I don't make my own candy of any kind, peanut butter or otherwise, uh, for two reasons. I don't have a candy thermometer. You have to pay attention. And B, the Amish makes the best. Good. They oh. make such good peanut and or uh, uh, cashew brittle. Uh, I feel I kind of feel like that when I go to the farmer's market. How dare I try to grow flowers? Oh. How dare you try to grow? Have you seen those flowers? And they're oh, my reasonable. Goodness. They're so reasonable. Yeah. I or will give you one trick. Onions that are as big as a baseball, you know. Or a cabbage a, to that way. Sab- yeah, cabbage. I was thinking softball. But, yeah, uh, I got to do that. I will give you one trick, though. When okay. you do make your own peanut brittle, mm-hmm. check your recipe because the very last thing you should do after you take it off the heat is add a little baking soda. That's going to oh. make it airy and not taffy like that sticks to your teeth. Oh, Mm-hmm. So it's crunchy and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Peanut brittly. Peanut <laughs> brittly. Yeah. I'd have to ask the Amish lady How did when you I go it? there the next time because that's where I buy all my flowers. At the very so you just head off into the day. What do you want to on Saturday? Let's back when you could put four people in the same car. Oh yeah. Or the same pickup truck. Let's uh, let's head off into where are we going? I don't know Amish country. Then I found out this lady who's a friend of a friend. Made a not a map, but a list, and over two years went to every I, I think every single Amish flower uh, store Ooh. in this part of Wisconsin. There's got to be fifty different places on her list, and then what they specialize in. If you're looking for black-eyed Susan, looking oh. for the, this, or you're looking for shrubs, you're looking for peanut brittle along with your with your flowers. They had the big list, so nice. Oh yeah, I'll there's make you a- one place that I, my son-in-law, you know, tapped me into, and I got there a little bit late. But next year, it's first on my list. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'll, in fact, I'll try to remember to uh, make you a copy of that. Please, list. please, just, please, just to share because it's pretty awesome. And then we didn't have any idea where we're. And every once in a while, I say, well, we got to go down here. It's the map says two miles, and then turn right. Yeah, but there's a sign right there that says half a mile, turn left. Okay, let's try that one. Not on the list, brand new, never been there. And then we come back around. Then we come back around. (laughs) Yeah, we bought a bunch of stuff. I need a bigger car. Holy cow. And again, they're not open on Sundays. No, you got to go on Saturday. Saturday. That is it. Yeah, and for me, it's on a Saturday. Okay, let's cook. So I can spend all day. All right, yeah, what do you want? What are we doing next? We talked about peanut brittle and. uh, there we go. What are we doing? We did okay, so pasta. we did a quick pasta. We did a baked oatmeal. Now we're doing happy hour. Okay. It's Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. All right. So we are doing mussels, and that's been popular here today. Let's talk about how do you make the perfect garlic toast. Okay. Take any white bread, rye bread's even good. If it's drier, better, but like a baguette, cut it in about one inch thick pieces. While you're cutting your bread, melt equal amounts of olive oil and butter on a sheet pan in your Ooh. oven. Oh. Pull that out. Drop equal amounts your, olive oil and, and butter, butter melted on the sheet pan. Okay. In the oven. Okay. Pull that out. Drop your little baguette pieces, flip them over, sky high from the sky, sprinkle a little salt over them again, because that's going to cover your area without giving you salty spots. And Sprinkles. Throw okay. it in the oven for about five minutes, six minutes. Pull it out, flip the little toast rounds over, throw them back in the oven for about another five, six minutes. Pull them out of the oven, grab fresh garlic, and just rub a clove of garlic over each single slice. Best garlic toast ever, which you have to have to go with the mussels we're going to bake. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that does sound pretty tasty. 
And this, again... Is there a shortcut to rubbing each piece of bread with a toe of garlic? No, it takes a second, Mike. It doesn't take long. You pour a little vino as you're rubbing a little garlic. Doesn't take any time at all. Okay, all right. Okay. I'll take your word for it. We used to do a big benefit every year that we had the Aquinas Impact Group come to help with. That was one of their jobs because we'd serve 250 people, and I'd have them literally garlic stations. Is everybody rubbing their chrome faucet (laughs) trying to get the smell off their hands before they— Well, exactly. And that's exactly how you do it with onions or anything. Wash your hands and rub them right over your faucet. And it works. I know that's as weird as this sounds. I don't know. How many people do you think are listening right now saying, what— Oh, Get rid of garlic smell by rubbing your faucet? Yes. Well, talking gadgets, there used to be a stainless stone you could buy. I know. It looked like like soap. soap. That's right. It looked like a little soap. (laughs) Are you kidding? Uh, And people are buying this. And why didn't I think of this? Right. When they didn't have any idea, you could do the exact same thing for free on the faucet. Absolutely. Crazy as that. So you so need something toast. to go yep. with that garlic toast. So yes, you have your vino, you can have some pears, a nice little brie. But what you really need are mussels. So well, you had me at pears and brie, but uh, all, but I'll go with mussels. All Tease you me. need to do is this embarrassing. I love fennel. So I take one bulb of fennel. Actually I'm gonna back up a little bit. First I take about twelve ounces of bacon, dice it up, okay. fry it up in the pan. Okay. Remove my bacon, drain off all of the grease except maybe a teaspoon. Ooh. Then I'm going to throw in diced up fennel. Okay. Okay. Fennel is the licorice flavor, right? Not when you saute it up. If you ever had like a fennel gratin or it just is kind of like a shallot almost. Oh, Oh. okay. So So it changes. And that right there has a whole bulb of fennel in oh, okay. this one dish of mussels we have. So what you're going to do at that point is you're going to saute that fennel in that bacon grease. You're going to add your mussels. Make sure they're cleaned and everything. Throw your mussels in there. Add about three quarters of a cup of white wine. You can do, I like like a Sauvignon Blanc. If you have a cheaper, you know, one, it's just fine. Pour that brought that actual wine in with the sautéed grease, fennel, mussels. Put your lid on it and cover it for about 10 minutes and just let it steam in there. You don't need a steamer basket. You don't need anything else like that. Pull out your mussels. Put in a serving platter, a nice warm serving platter. Add about three tablespoons of butter to the white wine broth with the fennel and the bacon grease. Mm -hmm. Pour that over your opened steamed mussels. Now, again, if any of your mussels did not open and while they were steaming, they're bad, throw them out. Oh. And what you want to do with that broth mixture is delicately, you're not going to just dump it over because a lot of times you'll get a little grit in the bottom. So you're going to take it and you're going to pour, pour it over your mussels, but make sure you don't get the very bottom because the grit will settle kind of like when you wash leeks, you you soak them in a bowl and you pull them out by your hand. You don't then just dump them in a colander because you're putting the sand and sediment right right back on. Exactly. And then at that point, you're going to top it with that nice crisp bacon. You're going to add some of the fronds from the top of your fennel, decorate it up a little bit, and serve it with your garlic toast. And it takes literally 10 minutes. Yum. Mm -hmm. That's very similar to oysters. I had had some some friends from a a group out 
out east. Their their website is the Real Oyster Cult. Oh, cute! <laughs> they do oysters, and uh, that's a very similar not a trademark. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, uh, they uh, they do oysters with a recipe very similar. Okay. Very similar. Well, clams are another one. You can do clams, but mussels with this. The other thing you can do with mussels is kind of the same concept. Instead of bacon, you would use chorizo. Instead of fennel, you'd saute some onions. Mm. And then at the end, add some fresh cilantro and a squeeze of lime. uh, Delish. At Irish Fest, is it mussels that uh, that, uh, people occasionally walk around? Hey, would you like some mussels? Yeah, it's mussels. Mussels? Okay. Because mm-hmm. those are delish, and on occasion, I'm sitting here with a small group of people, and and over there they say, "Hey, would you like some mussels?" Oh, no, 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 thank you. Then they come over. Would you like some mussels? Yes, I would love some mussels. And may I also have that guy's? Yeah, because even though he doesn't want it, can I have his? Because uh, I love. Muscles. I do too. Man, oysters and mussels and see now, clams, I'm not huge on clams and mussels, but I love. Or I'm sorry. Mussels, I love. Clams and oysters, not a huge fan. Oh. But this recipe, if you ever saute some scallops or shrimp, it works fabulous with shell on shrimp. Same concept. And then if you want to toss that over, a little fettuccine Alfredo, easiest oh. Alfredo in the world, warm up, couple cloves of garlic, equal amounts of heavy cream, butter, say two tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of heavy cream, two cloves of garlic, throw it in your microwave, toss your pasta, great parm in the bottom of your bowl, throw the hot pasta on top, pour the warm cream over, great more fresh parm on top, toss it, toss it, toss it, done, best, easiest, little bit of garlic kiss to it. I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Now you just have to eat it. But I need that with a, I need a spork because I need a fork to stab it, but I need a spoon to catch all the juice. Oh, true. So I can eat it all together. No, then you use the garlic toast. Is your oh, spoon. garlic toast. I forgot. Yeah, there we're you go, dipping. Mike. Yeah, we're dipping. Yeah, we're scooping. I use the garlic toast as a spoon uh-huh. and a mop. There <laughs> you are. That well, would work. Though. That would absolutely work. Now we have to teach everybody how to make the perfect lobster tail and steak. Oh. Do we have time? No. We, oh, absolutely. I got to take care of a little business first because you know we'll we'll get carried away. Okay. But see, if we weren't having fun, just I just want you to know when you were teasing me earlier. Come on, we got to go. If we had not been having any fun, we'd already be done with all the recipes, and we still have twelve minutes of program. And then you'd say, "Well, Mike, you didn't tell me to bring a hundred recipes," and I'd say, "Well, Kathy." You told me to be quiet. <laughs> I, I may have told you that in the past. <laughs> you have. You've told. Well, and sometimes I get carried away because your food is so good. Uh, remind okay. me, to, have you ever made, I don't know if they're Chinese steam buns or have you ever made a steam, oh, steam bun? The steam buns? Yeah. No, but they are to die for. You've and, eaten one before? Oh, yes. I, okay, we got to talk about that. We're off ba- We aren't even done yet. We're going to cook lobsters and steak and steam buns because I've never made them. I uh, have never made them either. Oh. So I can't tell you. Oh, all right. Well, good. They're delicious though, right? Oh, they're absolutely delicious. I was watching TV the other day and they were referencing steam buns. And I thought, I've never even heard of that before. Uh, but as soon as you said in a steamer, the video, the YouTube video the bamboo, was a little a little yeah. bamboo steamer. And Which I thought, are pennies. I they're so reasonable. I, well, are, do you need... You but you made these oh, uh, the clam uh, mussels. One of those fish <laughs> sounds you, like yeah yeah yeah. You made those without a bamboo steamer. 
Because these you just cook in the broth. I mean, you have oh. just a scant. No, you do need a steamer need a for steam, that. Steamer, okay. Or so. a colander over a pot might work too, depending on how it fits. Well, and I have, I have, you know, I have the the pot that has the steamer basket. That I mean, the the metal. It should work. Three-quarter inch. What you can always do is break some wooden skewers on the bottom, too, so it doesn't stick to the right metal. to the metal? Uh, mm-hmm. okay. Which I'm going to teach you another reason to have some of those around. Bamboo sticks? Yeah. Oh, cool. I love tricks. That's my favorite thing. Ever go to my Pinterest page, the, the thing on my Pinterest page that has the most sticks is cool ideas or fun to know. Like I didn't know until I, I, I had company. <laughs> I had I salt. I learned that yesterday. But when you're boiling a pot of pasta and it starts to over uh, run over, a wooden spoon on top. <laughs> I thought that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Till I did it, and it works. And it works. The other thing is, don't put oil in your pasta water. But before you start boiling it, just run a rim of oil around the top really? of your pan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never did. I put salt in the water. Of course, lots yeah, like lots the ocean. <laughs> right, salt and a wooden spoon. Oil. I'll have to try that sometime. Yeah. Business. We'll be right back. When you're gonna buy okay. We're... <laughs> I don't think we're all going to hell, but. Because <laughs> we have a lot of fun in uh, this kitchen is more fun than any kitchen. I still have goosebumps from laughing from a few minutes ago. Because uh, I have to walk away. Yeah. Well, no, well, you started it, so I don't care. You could start it and then walk away, come back. I'll still be laughing. Because uh, I remember my dad always saying that if you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong. Period. Period. There's a way to do everything in the kitchen. And have fun while you're doing it. And I'm still giggling. I'm see, sorry. See, <laughs> I told you. Here. here we are. Mike, let's Cooper. cook. Let's cook. We Quick. don't have a lot of time, Quick. my dear. We got we got to make a lobster tail oh. and, a, and an aged lobster. steak. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. So I was blessed. One of our sons live in Connecticut and his lovely wife and little boy. So we got a lobster gram for Christmas. Oh. With it, we, you know, received these wonderful lobsters and all everything to go with it. Fabulous. But... Taught, a, taught me a trick about when we make lobster. Huh. All you do is you take, for instance, you get your little four, six-ounce lobster tails. Sure. little Throw, or bring, Yeah, bring your water to a rapid, rapid boil. Don't salt it or anything because you want the sweetness of the lobster to shine. Sure. So bring your water to a boil. Drop them in for three minutes. No longer. Three minutes. These are not frozen. These are room temperature? No, these are frozen lobster. Frozen. Okay, Throw them okay. In, Okay, your water's boiling. Mm-hmm. Throw your lobsters in. These mm-hmm. are tails. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to a boil. I did oh, not say okay. it. Three All right, minutes. Bring it back to a boil, then three, three minutes. minutes. Got yep. It. Cut the belly of the shell. Throw it on your grill for about five more minutes. <sighs> Pull them off. Decadent, tender, sweet. You don't little... baste it with anything on the nope. grill? Nope. Really? Okay. Then okay. you serve your drawn butter on the side. Mm. So it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Now, with that, you need surf and turf, okay? Yeah, so you're some. buying the lobster tails. They're not horribly expensive. You know, it's Valentine's Day. We want a treat. Sure. So I got a deal. I was looking at, we like like sirloin and ribeye. We like a little, maybe less, you know, cheaper. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you're we having like a small one. the filet mignon, but, yeah. you know, I can afford sirloin. Right, I But I was at one of the stores, and they had ribeyes for eighteen ninety nine a pound cut. 
Cool. They had little cryovac ones for five ninety nine a pound. And I was with my daughter. I said, is this right? It was $19. I cut it, six steaks. Now we're going to cure it. So you take those steaks at home. You salt them. That's all you do. You salt them. And when I said I had a tip with your skewers, mm. take a couple of skewers on the bottom of your pan, mm. salt your steaks, both sides generously again, very generously. Do not wrap them. Do nothing else with them. Set them on your skewers. Don't puncture the steaks, but right. lay them on top just to elevate them ever so slightly off the pan. Throw them in your fridge two days. Flip Two them, days. Flip oh. them over once if you want to. They're going to look dry. The color's even going to change a little. It's be brown, yeah, yeah. Throw those. No, actually, they get kind of red even. But really? they look terribly dry. Throw them on your grill. You do not need any other seasoning on them. Throw them on a hot grill, four minutes aside. Oh, my gosh. Deck really? it in. So Friday night, fellas, on your way home from work, grab a couple of steaks, grab a couple of lobster tails, and salt your steaks, put them in the back of the fridge underneath a meat and cheese tray where nobody can see them. <laughs> and then Sunday, some surf and or some turf. whatever, two days yeah. later, throw right. them on the grill. You have right. a quick, quick meal. Perfect. And sometimes you celebrate Valentine's Day when you, when you can. Uh, absolutely. When, when you don't have to be watching your watch. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. I got to go to bed now because I got to get up tomorrow morning. At, yeah, three yeah, <laughs> for yeah. you, for yeah. instance. Yeah, yeah. Well, our oldest son was born on Valentine's Day, so it's always been special. Well, that's great. Yeah, but I like, you know, I like it all the time. So do it for Groundhog's Day, which is past. So that's okay. My mom's birthday was Groundhog's Day. Really? So I'll be celebrating. Uh, I'll, I'll celebrate. And I didn't have any Groundhog on her day. So, but her anniversary, uh, her and my dad's anniversary is Sunday. You know how you eat groundhog? One I, bite at a time. No. <laughs> yeah, one bite at a time. Ew. On a bun. Salt it and cure it. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you have the wrong kind of groundhog in mind when you say that. You make it sound yucky. <laughs> I'm not eating that ground. I'm not eating a groundhog I ran over with my car. Oh, that, not eating roadkill ground. Well, that's exactly what you put in your freezer, RK, and everybody's like, what is RK? Try, throw it on the grill. <laughs> yeah, no, roadkill, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm Groundhog uh, would be some some pork steak of some sort, maybe smoked pork steak. Yeah, I'm not willing to try it. You don't like smoked ham? I love smoked ham, but Groundhog's like a rodent now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I get what you're Just saying. Just in the yep. wrong family. Now, well, yeah, and, and I get it. You are, you're... You're living in that whole groundhog as opposed to ground hog. 